Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you, Lord, for teaching us the truth. And Lord, we want to become who you want us to be. And we want to be fruitful and effective in this one life we live on earth here. We pray, Father, you bless all the mothers in this room. And you will prepare the future moms, all the single ladies in this house, to be godly mothers, to be virtuous women that you mentioned in the book of Proverbs, chapter 31. We thank you, Father. Put your anointing upon them and teach us, Lord, today by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Today I would like to talk about the treasures of the mom's heart. And I want to talk about a few things about the quality of moms and how you can improve your motherhood. The first thing I'd like to talk about in, of the heart of the mom is about joy. Mom should have a joyful heart because the joyful heart can overcome nearly every obstacle. Your kids need to see the mom who are always joyful and happy. They learn from you. You know, they imitate you. If you are joyful and happy, they will be happy as well. And many people don't know the key to open that happiness. Sometimes the world tries to tell us to be happy is to stop by a flower and just smell the flower and then you will be happy. Some people say the key to be happy is to get more treasures or material possessions. If I could have a new car, if I could have a bigger house, or if I could have a maid, if I could stop working and become a full-time mom, or if my children obey me more, I could be happier. But actually, those things should not dictate your happiness. You can be happy because you check your heart, that your heart is right, and you connect your heart to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one who gives you peace and joy. In Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy or happiness comes from God, not from surrounding things. So mom, you need to be hooked up to God. You need to be close to God and let God pour out his joy and happiness into your heart. You can be a joyful mom. Your heart will be full of happiness. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 19 Rejoice always. Very short word. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. When you get into trouble, when you see problem, instead of being mad, being upset, you just pray and leave it up to God. In everything, give thanks. Whatever happened, give thanks. If you can do that, you can be joyful always. Romans chapter 4 verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, and peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. 
You can see that when you have such a close relationship with God, you read the Bible, you go to church, you pray, you fill your life with the Holy Spirit. You can be a joyful mom, and that joy is not dictated by surrounding things or circumstances. But it comes from the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, and that joy gives you strength. How many moms in this room want to look young for a long, long time? You want to look glorious and young and healthy. This is the secret. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22, a merry heart or laughter does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. If you want to look young all the time, if you want to look healthy all the time, the key is to have a joyful heart. In fact, the medical field already proved this fact. They have studied among the patients that when the patients have a belly laughter or watch some movie that have fun and joy and laugh, they draw the blood and find out that one of the chemical in the brain which look like morphine, called endorphin. Endorphin is internal morphine. The reason when you hit something and you don't get hurt so much, because you have endorphin in your body. When you laugh or when you have joy, endorphin will go up. So endorphin is like a pleasure medication or chemical in your body. It gives you joy. It's like analgesic. Or stop the pain in your body. It's a mood elevator. When you laugh, the growth hormone come out. You look younger. You don't lose your hair quickly. You always look younger because you laugh. You're happy all the time. Not only that, in the medical field, they find out that if you can have a heavy belly laughter for 15 minutes, it's equal to you go out and jog for 15 minutes. It's a good exercise. That's why I love to see people get touched by the Holy Spirit and laugh for 15 minutes or 20 minutes. It's a good physical exercise. Amen? So let's become a joyful mom. Laugh easily. Fill your heart with the joy of the Lord. We all are grown up as mom, and sometimes we think that I have to act like a grown-up, proper, dignified, boring grown-up. Sometimes you think that I need to act to my kids like a grown-up and exercise authority, yelling and commanding all the time. But actually, all of us has two persons on the inside of us. If I read the scripture, you understand what I mean. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 14, But Jesus said, Let the children alone and do not hinder them from coming to me, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as this. In Mark chapter 10, verse 15, As surely I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. Even though God wants us to grow up to become mature man and woman of God, but we should have a little child on the inside of us. We should have a child-like faith, simple, trusting God. Have fun. Sometimes when my grandchildren come to my house, for many minutes I heard laughter all the time. Just giggling, giggling, giggling. Everything they see, everything they play, they just keep laughing and giggling. I just watch them 
Wow, they keep laughing no matter what happened, no matter what happened on the TV or whatever. They just keep laughing and laughing. That is the heart of a child. God said that when you're in the kingdom, you are maturing, and at the same time, you keep the childlike heart inside of you. So, moms, sometimes you act like a doubt. Sometimes you act like a child. The Bible talks about different seasons, different times of life. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 and 4, the Bible says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to weep, sometimes a time to correct your children, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. Mom, sometimes your kids need you to play with them like a child, to be happy, running on the beach with your hair fly all over the place. Sometimes you may play with your kids and build a castle on the sand, bury yourself in the sand, let a puppy lick your face, laugh. You can go swim with your kids and have fun with your kids and laugh and do all the things like kids. Kids want to have a joyful mom. They can play with you. You don't look serious all the time. There will be the time of seriousness and a time of fun and playing together. Amen? I want to encourage all the moms in this room, the first treasure that you have in your heart that we are talking about here is a joyful heart. Joy and laughter and acting like a child sometime. The second one that I'd like to talk about, a treasure in the mom's heart is memories. In Proverbs chapter 10, verse 7, the memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. The Bible talks about memories. God wants us to have good memories. And sometimes, mom, it would be nice to really take your kids to grandpa, grandma, or great-grandpa and great-grandma, so that they have memories of their heritage, where they come from. They come from China, or they come from India, or whatever. They, they need to know their heritage, good memory, where they come from, have a family tree, put the name down, so that they remember where they come from. I want to ask you, all the moms in this room and who are listening to this teaching, when your children are grown up, what would you like them to remember? Do you, do you want them to have good memories about your relationship with them? Building memories is one of the nicest things that you can do for your children. We cannot control what memories they have in their brain. But one thing we can do is to build up and create the memories that count in their heart. You need to build those memories. How about you? You think back about your life with your mom. Now you're grown up. Do you have good memories about your mother with you? How she spent time with you? And I believe that you have a lot of good memories. I have good memories too with my mother that she is a hardworking woman. She's a very faithful woman, good businesswoman. I see her. When people remember, they don't remember what you do, but they remember who you are. Because people cannot contain all the events in their mind, but they remember who the mom is. Will they remember their moms 
as a grumpy, complaining woman? Will they remember the mom as a loving, fun woman? Will they remember that their mom is a loving and full of faith and full of kindness and giving and generous? Or they remember their mom as a complainer and, and always stingy and think about herself? Put that memory into your kids, into their brain, that they remember the mom as a godly woman, generous, giving, hardworking, faithful to the church, loyal to the pastor, talk good about God, talk good about their own church, be faithful. They will learn from you, so when they grow up, they will be like you, because you put that memories in their brain. It's so important to put the right memory. Life is so short. Therefore, we need to hurry up to put all the memories in the mind of our children. One day we all will be gone from this world. Let's put the good memories in our kids. One way to build memory is to celebrate life, to learn the art of celebrating life. Catch the moments. Sometimes it can be spontaneous that you catch the moment and celebrate that part. Or it can be planned. You can celebrate their birthday. You can celebrate the graduation. You can celebrate that they get A plus from the school. Celebration is the way to bring memory to them. Remember what happened. Look at God. God even told the children of Israel to come back together to celebrate in the temple the feast. Many, many kind of feasts, that is celebration. Many times a year. Even Christian today, God said, let's celebrate at least once a week on Sunday. Let's come back together to celebrate the goodness of God so that we can remember our Father in heaven, how good He is. We celebrate together to remember. So when we do that, when we celebrate together, the children will remember the good things that happen in the family. Amen? Memories and celebration are wonderful. But the problem is that our brain, even though by the grace of God, God created our brain to be a big storehouse to contain a lot of information in here. The memory is in the temporal lobe here. So especially on the left side, it, your memory. So it, it's amazing this small area of the brain can contain hundreds of names, the phone number and everything. But still, when you get more information in, the old may be gone. Sometimes when people left the church for many years and they come back, I could not remember their names because I have to contain new names in my brain. We need to understand that memories are not always there. We can forget things easily. Now I want to give you some practical suggestion how to keep memory with your kids. The first one is picture. We can take picture. Before I moved to America, I went to the room that my dad keep all the picture that he took at that time is black and white. And I took all of them to America because I want to remember how my mom looked like. Can I see the picture of my mom holding me when I was a baby? So this is a good memory. I scan it. I put in the photo book so I can show to my kids that this is how my mom looked like and how my mom loved me and carry me. That's me when I was a baby. So picture is a good way to 
Remember the love of the mom. I noticed that when you get the first baby, you're so excited. You take picture when the baby in the hospital. You take the picture first picture when they begin to balance. You take the picture when the first tooth come out. You take the, all the picture of all the activities of your kids because you want to keep memory of your children. Pictures are the good one how to put memories in the kids. So one day when you're gone to heaven, they have that good memory, and they can do the same thing to their children. I have many photo books in my house. Every year, I will make one photo book. Year 2014, one book. Year 2013, and I give all of my children one book as a gift every year, so they can remember what we do together as a family. Another way to really build memory is we call repetition. You do things repetitively. I remember when I was a young boy, my mom and my dad would take me to the beach on the summertime. Never forget to sit in the car. My mom and my dad sit in the front. They drove us to the beach and we spent time seven days at the beach. And that is a great memory to me that my mom and my dad love me and they want to bless the children by going to the beach together every single summer. And now I imitate them. So I do repetitive things. Every summer, all the whole my family will go to beach together and we spend time the whole week together. They remember their mom and their dad have this repetitive time to have vacation together. We call family vacation. Or sometimes, not only the repetitive thing like vacation together or camping together every year. You can do something traditionally. Kids will remember some tradition in the house. For example, in my house, we have a tradition that on the 25th of December, we're all going to wake up in the pajamas. And we're going to get into the living room, a family room, and we're all sitting in pajamas and open the Christmas gift together. And I take video tape. Remember that we enjoy opening the gift together and then we have breakfast together. We do all this tradition for the memories of our children. Or another way is journal. You write down because you cannot remember all the detail of the family history. So you write it down, you type it in computer and send to your children so that one day they can read what happened this year, what happened that year, what happened in March of year 2015. Write a journal. But again, I want to say, even though memories are important, Celebrations are important, but those things cannot replace your presence. You still need to have your presence with your kids because memories don't have lap for children to sit on. Memory cannot hug the children. Memory cannot talk to your children. You need to be available to talk to them. I always give honor to the moms when I see my patients. Some of my patients, when they walk in, they have back pain, they could not walk. And many, many times, more than 50% of the time, my patient will walk in with a mom. And the mom will sit there to help. Even though my patient is 40 years old, the mom who is 80 sit there, drive the car for my patient, support and help everything. And I always say, thank you, mom, for supporting my patient. Wow, you are always still a child to your mom. And no matter how old you are, the mom is there available 
and her presence is there to help her kids. No matter how old she is, and no matter how old the kids are, still the mom is available. This is how the mom works. She is available. Her presence is appreciated. Amen. So you need to spend some quality time with your children. If your children are still small, and you are the working mom, remember this: quality time is important. Make some appointment. Make plan. Maybe this Saturday you're going to spend four hours together to play tennis, or to go out to the shopping mall with some credit card because your kids may ask for something. So you just spend time walking together in the shopping mall. Spend quality time with your kids. Amen. It's so important to do that. Don't just work, 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 work. Plan, make appointment with your kids so that they know that you care and remember all these things that you do for them. You remember this? Your child grows up very fast. They will be gone one day very soon. If you don't discipline your time now to spend with them, they're going to be gone one day. And time is like diamond, even more valuable than diamond. When the time is gone, you cannot get it back. So manage your time wisely, making sure that you set aside the time to be with your children, so they know that you care. If you don't spend time with them, you cannot put any input or good things into their life. You don't let the TV put any negative input into them. You don't let the magazine of the world to put the negative input into them. You are the godly mom. You spend time. You put the positive things into their life, talking, praying for them, spending time loving them. I pray that one day when you get older, you will not feel bad that you waste your time away, but you say to the Lord, God, I have done my best. Give the best time to my kids. And they really, really grown up to be a godly man and a godly woman because my presence with them build them up. Amen. So memories, spending celebration and time, and do all the things that the kids will remember the godliness, the quality of the mom together. Not only really that. The number three, number one, joyful heart, the treasure in the heart of the mom, joy. Sometimes act like a kid. Two, memories and spending time. Number three, being a servant mom, being a servant leader. This is in the scripture that Jesus Christ is a servant leader. In Philippians chapter two, verses one to six, the Bible talk about we need to take on the attitude of Jesus, our leader. Look at verse one. Therefore. If there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. You serve people by giving love, by giving comfort, giving understanding, giving affirmation, giving. Tenderness and word of encouragement. Your kids need your word of encouragement and comfort and understanding. Look at verse three. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. You serve your kids by not being selfish. Think about that. 
benefit more than your own benefit. You don't look down on them. Look at the quality in their life. Kids need a mom who has a positive thinking about the quality of the children, and pray about it, and have faith for them. Don't just focus on the negative, on their weaknesses. Focus on the positive. Amen. Think about that. They are better than you in certain things. You may be good in cooking, but they may be good in computer. Just focus on the positive, and encourage them to rise up to the excellence of their positive character. Four. Each. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. So when you are the serving mom, you look for the interests of your kids. What can I do to make them stronger, to make them successful? I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to pay the price for my kids to do well, to be a godly man, to love God, to go to school, to have good education, whatever that you want the benefit of your kids. And then verse five is a conclusion. Let this mind, the servant heart. Be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. When you are a serving mom like Christ Jesus, your kids will be blessed. You give them comfort, kindness, tenderness, love. You do everything for their sake. You always think positive about them, and always try to help them to be better. Amen. I know that all these things you cannot do with your own strength. You cannot say, "I'm gonna try harder to be a better mom." The best thing you can do to be a better mom is to lean on God, because the Lord is the one who gives you strength to do the job. If you draw the love of God, you can love your kids the way God loved them. You cannot be a good mom by your own strength. No one is a perfect mom in the world. Everyone can be better, but not perfect. Only God is perfect. But in order to be able to improve your motherhood, you need to lean on God. You need to be close to God. Philippians chapter four verse thirteen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You serve them. You know every kid needs a mom who needs God. Let me repeat one more time. Every child needs a mom who desperately needs the help of God. You cannot be a godly mom by your own ability. You need the strength from God. Amen. So one thing you can do in serving your kids is to pray for them. You pray for them. You may see their problems. They may see their weaknesses and shortcomings. But you need to be a mom of faith. Hook up to God. And have the the eyes of faith. When you have the eyes of faith, you will look beyond the present and the past, and see the hope of the future. That God is in control. That God is so powerful. Nothing is impossible with God. You're going to be a woman of faith. That pray for your children. That they're going to become what God wants them to be. You pray by faith. Amen. The Bible contains a lot of promises, and we need to hang on to those promises. For example, I'll give you some example of the promises of God for all the mom. Psalm 30, verse 5. 
Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. The Bible say, "You may weep now because your children just do something wrong, they make big mistake, but if you have faith, you pray, you depend on God, you lean on God. God say, joy will come later on." Romans chapter eight verse twenty eight, and we know that all things work together for good. To those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose, the Bible says that if you love God with all your heart, no matter what happens, God can turn it around to be better. When you trust God and you love God, Amen. We all have some weaknesses in our life, but His grace is sufficient for us. The grace of God is sufficient for you, moms. Rely on God. Lean on God. Look at another promise in the Bible in Isaiah 43 verses 1 to 3. This is a promise for all of us. But now, thus say the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in your place. God put in a lot of promises in the Bible for the believers. Moms, you are believers. You can hang on to those promises of God. You can believe that when you pray by faith, you claim the promise of God. Good things gonna happen in your family, gonna happen to your children. No matter what you see now, because we don't walk by sight, we don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith. What kind of moms that God can answer the prayer? A while ago, we read Romans chapter eight, verse twenty-eight. The mom that loved God. Now, let me show you what kind of mom. That God can answer the prayer is Ecclesiastes chapter eight verse twelve. Though a sinner does evil a hundred times, and his days are prolonged, yet I surely know that it will be well with those who fear God, who fear before Him. Second Kings chapter seventeen verse thirty nine. But the Lord your God, you shall fear. And he will deliver you from the hand of all your enemies. What kind of moms that gonna help your children? Your heart is full of the fear of God and the love of God. You fear God with all your heart. You don't want to sin against God. You want to please God. And when you are that kind of mom, God will answer your prayer, and your children will do well in the long term. Your grandchildren will do well. Moms are very important. You have time to pray more than the dad. You must be the woman of faith. And sometimes the devil try to put darkness into you, try to make you feel negative, hopeless about your children or about your family. He will try to pull you down and discourage you. But don't listen to the devil. Come to Jesus, because in John chapter eight verse twelve. The Bible say, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, "I am the light of the world. 
Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Get close to Jesus. Pray. Spend time with Him. Let the light of God shine into you, that you can have a new perspective, new eyes of faith, new heart to see the light at the end of the tunnel. To see that no matter what happened to your children, God can show you the hope, the future. God will give you faith to pray for your children and to tell you what to say to your children. He will give you wisdom how to deal with your children. Come to Jesus; He is the light of your life. He can shine the light into you. Amen. The answer to the success of the mom is the relationship with Jesus Christ. The light of your life, and He will give you the answer. He will give you strength and grace. Come to Him. Don't be discouraged. Don't be a loser that throw the towel and say my kids will not go anywhere. Just have faith. Amen. Let me conclude this sermon by talking about four seasons of the mom in a practical way. Every mom in the world has four seasons of life. Number one, the first season begins in the spring. Spring begins with the birth of the first child, and lasts until the youngest start the school. That is the spring. Summer run through the children's great school years. That is summer, and fade into the fall, which your children become the teenagers. That is the fall. And then winter comes when the nest is empty. The winter comes when all of your children leave your home and have their own family or have their own apartment, and you are with your husband. No children in the house anymore. Spring, summer, fall, and winter. Every single mom will go through these four seasons. What do you do in each season? Let me give you some practical and godly advice. In the springtime, mom would do well if she directs most of her energies toward growing children. She focuses on the children because the children still baby, still small. I don't mean that you should not go to church. I don't mean that you should quit going to care group. I don't mean that you would not do some sacrifice to grow spiritually. But your focus is not work. It's not social club, but your focus is on your children. Yes, you need to make some sacrifice. Maybe you may, may meet your friend less, but your children is a focus because that is the springtime that you want to spring your children up to grow up in the right way. One thing you need to learn during the springtime, some mom make a big mistake to put all the energies into the kids and quit going to church. Quit going to the Bible study group, and what happened? When the winter time comes, they are lonely and they feel isolated because they don't have other friends in the church. So during that time, while your children are growing up, you're growing up as well. Actually, your children are very good homework for you to grow up. When they cry, they get mad. How are you going to control your emotion? You're going to grow up with them while they're growing up physically. You're growing up spiritually while you are in the springtime. Now, summertime. 
when your children are in the great school, at this time they still need your time. But the positive thing is that you have blocks of time while they're in school that you can enter into the new frontier. Maybe at that time you can find a part-time job, or you can take a couple classes in the college, or you can get involved in more volunteer work because you have some block of time that you can do something for yourself. They go to school at that time, maybe four hours a day, five hours a day. You have that block of time, but at the same time, when they come home, you're still free enough to spend time with them. That is the summertime. How about the fall? When your kids become teenager, it's fall because it's very difficult time. Some teenagers may start to act up. And start to think that they are the most mature person in the world. I know more than my mom. My mom doesn't know how to use internet. I use internet, so I'm more smarter than my mom. And they begin to yell at you and talk back to you. At that time, even though you have the block of time that they go to high school and they have their sport activities, you can still do those things—the part-time job or volunteer job or social life. But it doesn't mean they need less of your time. They still need a lot of your time when they come back home. But the time will be different from when they were young kids. It's a time of understanding. It's a time of listening, and unconditional love, and supporting and affirmation. You change your role. You give your time to your kids, teenagers, but in a different way because now they are growing up. Now, okay, so you still need to spend time with them. Don't leave them with the TV. Don't leave them with their friends. They still need a mom who can put some good inputs into their life. And after you pass all this time—spring, summer, and fall—then you enter a new version of your life, the winter time, when all of your kids are grown up, get married, leave the house. Then you can do whatever you want now. You can have a full-time job. You can get involved in a ministry. You can travel more for the mission trip. You can go with Pastor Lau to Europe for maybe two weeks, and you can do a lot of stuff because your kids are grown up. That you still available if they call you. You answer the phone. You can give advice. You can visit with them, spend time with them. But you are more free because your net is empty now. You can do whatever you want. Amen. So spring, summer, fall, and winter. My dear brothers and sisters, motherhood never ends. It just turns with the seasons. You just have the different duties and time constraint at different seasons of your life. Our church fully understands all the moms in this church. We. Know that when you have a new baby, we give you some room so that you can spend time with your kids. We don't force you to do ministry too much. But when you are free, you have more time. You can volunteer more. So we understand the seasons of the mothers. Amen. My wife have gone through all these four seasons, but we still have two kids at home. Even though we don't need to worry about them too much, because they're grown up now. Amen. So Pastor Da has more free time to do more things. She has entered into between the fall and the winter, but we still enjoy meeting our kids every week. They come by every week, 
I'm glad that when Tanida bought a house, she said that my house will be around 10 minutes from your house. I'm so glad so we can hang out together as family again. Amen. I hope you learned something today that mom should have the treasure in her heart, joy, amen, memories, and you value the time that you spend with your kids, and you also have a servant heart. You rely on God, and you know how to pray for your children. You serve your children. You support your children. And I believe that if you obey what the Bible say, you're gonna be a successful mom. Start today. If you're a young mom, you can start now. But if your kids are grown up, it's not too late. You can still pray for them. You can can still spend time with them, call them, Skype with them, and love them. Amen. How many people say that I'm gonna put this into practice? Amen. For all the moms. Amen. God teaches us great principle here. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us how to be a successful parent, Lord. We thank you so much for reminding us about the heart of joy, about the presence, about spending time with our kids, being a servant to our kids, Lord. And sometimes we act like a child. In order to bring the joy and happiness into our home, help us, Lord, to draw on the grace of God every day. We depend on the grace and the love of God to be a successful parent, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, for this teaching. We pray that the Holy Spirit will help your people who listen to this teaching to put it into practice, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. I like to pray for all the moms. If you can stand up, we pray, and we let you go because you may have the family lunch together, spend time together. Stand up, all the moms. Lift up your hand to heaven, and believe God together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all these precious ladies. Precious mothers, Lord, the family institution is so important for our society, and moms are the great asset, the great person of influence that you put in every family. We thank you, Lord. Together, we thank all the moms of our life. We know no one is perfect, but without our moms, we will not come to this point. Lord, we thank you all for all these moms who are standing up right now. I pray, Lord, that you will give the joy of the Holy Spirit into their heart. There will be virtuous women. There will be full of joy, of faith. Of the fear of God in their heart, they will learn how to lean on you. They will be full of wisdom, how to relate to their kids, to raise their kids up, or how to relate to their grown-up kids, to be the encourager, to be the servant, to serve, to give the kids the joy, the affirmation. I pray, Father, that all these ladies will be the women of faith. They will have the light of Jesus in them, 
they will not look at the negative side of the life, but they'll look at the positive side, and they shall stand in the promise of God and pray by faith every day for their children, Father. We pray that you put the your grace and favor upon them. You shall help them when they are weak; they shall be strong. When they need your wisdom, you provide them with wisdom. Everywhere they go, Lord, the favor of God will be upon them. I also pray, Father, that all of their children will do well physically, emotionally, mentally, financially, and spiritually. Their children will come back to God, and if their children already with God, I pray that their children will grow more, love God more, and live for the kingdom of God. They shall be the blessing. To their children, and the blessing of Abraham will pass to the thousand generations. They shall rejoice when they see their grandchildren love God. Oh Lord, help them. Lord, if they have made mistake in the past, mistake has been gone. Now, today is a new day. They can start afresh. They can start again. And no matter what happened in the past. You can correct it. You can turn it around and make it good, because you are such a gracious and good God. Put your hand upon all these ladies. May your presence be with them every day. Give them the right heart and the right spirit, Lord. Thank you, Lord, and help them to be a good mother. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Let's give the hand to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord bless you. Why don't we stand up and sing a song together? Uh, yeah, Let's sing a song together. You pick a song. Let's give glory to the Lord.
You can love people. We can love our mom even more than before. We can forgive our mom when she make mistake, and we can love our children as well, Lord. Thank you for your love. In the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Have a great Mother Day. Yes. Spend time with your kids. Spend time with your mom. Have a special things together. Yes. Hallelujah. about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thankful.